podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey and you're listening to the guys on Coppen Fracas. The best word I can say but uh, we'll describe this was <laughs> Hello and welcome to our latest, latest production of Coppen Fracker. I am joined by three esteemed gentlemen. Ish, how are we doing? Ah, uh, I'm good, I'm good. I got my joy back, man. We're back, we're back. We, we got our club back, yeah? We're back, man. We're back, we're getting to it, but yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Nice. hope everyone else is good as well. Nice, nice, nice. Manny, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm well. I'm good. Yeah, good to be with you guys again. So, yeah, I'm sure good. Another good show. Let's do it. And Pete, fresh trim Pete. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm good, brother, man. Um, you know, it's nice because I feel like we're, just, we're quietly simmering in the background, you know, like like a thief in the night. We're just, you know, collecting Ws, but not making too much noise, you know what I'm saying? Just do nothing. Yeah, that's exactly what we have been doing. We are now recording on a Tuesday night. So since we last joined all of you, Liverpool have recorded two wins, one in the Europa League against Lask, and then a win against, how have I forgotten who we've just played against? Who have we just played? West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. Boys, the dementia hitting hard, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so we had a great result against West Ham and Liverpool, like the boys have said, quietly going on about their business. But there were two very different sides that played in the Europa League game versus the Premier League game. Big changes-ish. Very different lineup. We kind of talked about the Europa League being a chance to bed in players who are new to the club or younger players, giving minutes and keeping minutes in everyone's legs. How were mm. you feeling about the actual lineup? Obviously, we saw Ben Doak. We saw Endo get a start. We saw Gravenberch get a start. There, there mm. was not on what were your kind of thoughts on the lineup itself um i was pretty happy you know i was pretty happy to see to see everyone else get a, get a go um i was happy to see the likes of salah on the bench obviously trent was injured he didn't see them play either though that's the kind of lineup i expect to see from from this at least from the group stages anyway so it went kind of to plan in that sense obviously going to go down wasn't great but and having to bring on Salah to get a goal wasn't wasn't great, but it, it, it worked in the end. We got a W kind of it's one of them ones you just want to get the first game out of the way and get get a dub under your belt. But yeah, it was, it was calm. The team was calm, result was calm in the end as well. So can't complain too much. Yeah, and and I mean, Manny, we we I remember being on a pod with you when we were really digging into Van Dyke and the red card, and obviously this was his reappearance since then. In in a way. Quite a good thing, isn't it? Rather, you know, the eyes are always on Van Dijk whenever Liverpool are playing from the, from the wider football world. Nice to make a kind of low-key introduction back into the team, right? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Obviously, it's, it's good that you can have a, as you mentioned, a game, not no under the radar kind of thing to obviously get back into the rhythm of things, and uh, yeah, just get back into the get back into the system. I wish I'd never had any doubts with Van Dyke. We'll get up to speed, anyways. But it's just good to get him in early on to to pick up where we left off. And where did you feel with the whole? Obviously, two fullbacks who haven't played at all this season in in Simikas and. Bajatic, who, who was a surprise this season. What, what were you thinking about them appearing and whether you agreed with Klopp tactically making those changes? Yeah, well, to be honest, with the um, with the Simicast thing, obviously he had to play. Uh, I think I mentioned in the pod just before, prior to the um, Europa League game, I said about Simicast as one of the players to watch because we obviously need to know how he's going to kind of adapt and fit into this new style that we've got. You know, that's so people need to see that. And then in terms of the badge, I was actually really interested um, to see how he got on in terms of the inverted fullback role. Because when I saw it on the team sheet, which at first it was a bit of a surprise, but then I thought to myself, like, I kind of I kind of hear it. Like, it's worth an experiment at the very least, because in terms of his profile, where he's played in the youth team, was a centre-back, obviously, and was really good in terms of being comfortable driving out the back and obviously playing in the midfield as well. So in the way that our right back's gonna play in this new system, I don't see why it would he couldn't do it. You know, he's got the he he can tackle, do you know what I mean? He's combative in the middle and very comfortable on the ball. He's very assured in technically as well. So yeah, he had an okay game Bezetic, obviously coming back from injury as well. So no, no preseason at all as well. Exactly that, you know. And I, I was actually worried for him slightly at the start because I was thinking it was a very intense game at the start. And funny enough, <laughs> he looks more up to it in terms of the intensity and the energy than a lot of players that obviously have had full preseason. So I, yeah, I, I really like him. I think he's a special player, personally. Nice. And and Pete, I'll come to you. You're you're a midfield engine myself. Uh, you know, have, having seen you play many a time. Um, new midfield for us. Endo. Raven Birch, what what were you thinking about? Well, what were you expecting from them? Um, from from who in particular? Well, the midfield, or? just them as a unit. Um, different perspectives. Um, so I feel like I, I I like the lineup to be honest. When I saw the lineup, I thought um it's exciting in terms of new names, in terms of different combinations that we haven't seen. Bajic playing inverted, Raven Birch getting his first start. Endo is obviously in. Um, he hasn't played since Newcastle. Nunes, Diaz, um, Ben Dolk as well. So when I saw that, I thought, mm, nice, um, like a nice little team. We haven't seen those combinations before. I don't think it worked as well um, on pitch, like practically. Um, it looked good on the paper, but when it actually like came to actually be on the pitch, obviously they conceded quite like a. They conceded a, a wonder goal, and to be honest, um, great strike. But then I just don't feel like the combinations worked too well. Wasn't getting the ball enough, and you just knew substitutions would be needed. But in terms of the midfield, um, Graham Batch, I thought looked really good. Um, his ball, oh my god, this poor stuff. Um, his ball carrying ability on the football, hey, yeah, um, yeah was, was 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 very good. Um, his progressive carrying, there we go. That's that's those are the words I'm looking for. His progressive carrying was was fantastic, um, very strong, um, and he can literally drive of um, the football like the length of the pitch. We, we'll see in him literally go past like three, four players, and then his final pass will be a bit off. I thought um, tied on the ball, um, great feet. Um, when people are trying to press him, he's dribbling out of them. Obviously, we, the opponent were, were facing last last, so um, 
you know, you can't really take much from that. But um, yeah, he looked he looked really good. Um, I thought his fitness wasn't there. So when he pulled up, I, I know that. I know, I know that one. <laughs> you can't fool me. You're tired. You're just tired. You start holding the, the heavy. You start like, oh, yeah, I know that one. He, obviously, he was just tired, which is to be expected. You know, he hasn't really played a lot of football, especially last season. Didn't play, didn't start many games for Bayern. Um, and it's obviously his first start for us. So his fitness wasn't all there, but he looked good on the ball. Um, and as for Endo, Still not impressed, man. Still not impressed, guys. Like, what can I say, man? I'm just still yeah. not impressed. Um, yeah, my thing is that, like, I'm giving him time. And luckily for him, we have bought some guys who are obviously very good and uh, hit the ground running. So, suppose, like, hit the ground running. McAllister's has played in this league before. Jones, perfect. This new system is perfect for him. So, luckily, he's got time to bed in and he doesn't need to be a hit straight away. It's incredible to say for a 30-year-old, but... Yeah, that's the position we are in. Um, I just feel like he just looks a bit slow to everything. So, like, you know, when those duels are there, he's just one sicker slower. Um, you know, when he's on the ball, he looks okay, but nothing really too special. He's obviously keeping it simple, but um, I think he thinks he's got maybe a bit too much time than he does. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like he's just a bit off it. Um, I haven't really been too impressed. Maybe Newcastle was his best outing. Um, but yeah, well, what I was going to well. say actually, one thing that I noticed about Endo is he does a lot of the right things, right? You'll look at him, he's checking his shoulders, he'll receive yeah. it and like, you know, do, do a little action to create, like, you know, to, to catch whoever's pressing him off guard. But he doesn't have any kind of explosiveness to actually give himself room. So it's like, even if he drops a shoulder, he hasn't actually beating the person trying to tackle him and he always gets tackled because of it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's concerning, man. It's concerning. Considering, Um, like, for me, what I found a bit weird was that this is meant to be his level, the Europa League. Like, it's not, we're not asking him to go to the Etihad and and, Mm -hmm. and pull up against Rodri and do, like, a masterclass. This should be kind of his sort of calibre of players and he's still, like you said, he still looked a bit off it and... So far, it's not looking. It's not looking great. Did he look any better than any of the last players? Not really. The no. thing is, though, I will say, what you're saying about this is level. <laughs> no, he didn't. We play a different type of football, you know, and we we expect a different type of standard. So yeah. it's different sitting in your shape and maybe you know just covering spaces, covering grounds for Liverpool. You need to get on the ball. You need to demand it from your centre backs. You need to you know recycle it. You need to be able to maybe have a bit of you know one two touch, even a bit, little bit of feet, just to even evade pressure or evade your opponent. So um, you haven't really seen that so far. Um, and just my thing is that like this guy, he's been on the radar. He's thirty years old. He's been on the radar. You, you couldn't have found the gem. You couldn't have. He's been there. He's been there. He's been captain of Japan, captain of Stuttgart. So my thing was that like. He can't be a gem because he's been on the radar. He's been on the database, like, his whole career since he's been in Europe. So, you know, I'm hoping... You, you, you know, Endo's, Endo's one of them guys on Football Manager. You have to choose large database. Medium or small, he's not a big <laughs> Bro, like... You're people, taking a piss. People are telling me it's a good signing. I, I just couldn't see how it was a good signing because you're signing a 30-year-old and hope, you're hoping that maybe he can come in and do a steady job. But really and truly, this is not the level that he's kind of used to, but... I don't know. Let's give him some more time and hope that he can settle in. He could just be at least minimum a steady signing for us, hopefully. Mm. But in terms of grabbing Birch, he looks good. I'm excited to see him again. Um, and yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to go into like a forensic analysis of the game. I think yeah. personally, the, the first half itself can be like, you know, encapsulated into one thing. I would summarise it as one word, which is sloppy. Um, guys, the floor is open. What what was the reason for, for us just looking so off the pace? Was it unfamiliarity? Was it a lot of players who don't have minutes in their legs? What what was going on? Yeah, it's a bit of all of that. It has to be a bit of all of that. I think I said on the last pod, the pod last week, that I expected us to start slow. I expected us to go 1-0 down. And it was just, yeah, for those reasons, literally, it's a whole new group a lot of changes coming behind many. It might have even been like eight, nine changes. And then, um, yeah, players that haven't played together, obviously, in terms of rhythm and chemistry, that's going to affect things in terms of knowing where people are on the pitch, you know, how you communicate. And, yeah, I think it's just, um, obviously, last any team that we play in the Europa League, you know, it's going to be their biggest game of the season. I think that's probably yeah. going to be... For sure. you know I mean, that's the biggest, that's probably the biggest visit they're going to get to their stadium, apart from maybe if they're in the title race and they're playing Salzburg or whoever. Or well, everyone's cup final, right? That's it, yeah. exactly. So, well, for us, it's just a run out for the, it's just a run out for the French players, you know, and they've got their things to prove. Obviously, for them, it's probably what they, they probably prepared more for facing us than they did for their league game on the weekend, you know? So it's a completely different intensity. Um, and yeah, these are all kind of factors. The pitch as well, the pitch was absolutely shocking. So it's not obviously an excuse because it's for both teams. But when you're a team like us that likes to play with the ball, you like to play on the floor, um, pause. Um, so you, you want to make sure... Um, so yeah, you want to make sure that you want good conditions of the pitch. So that obviously affects us. This pitch thing. What what was going on with the pitch? It was just really cut up and it was bobbling quite a bit. Like it just, oh. I think it was it was everything that Klopp loves to complain about back in the day. I think the, <laughs> the grass was really long and everything, and he did mention it. But yeah, I think it, there was a lot of things to to contest with in that game overall. But I think we did alright to obviously come back in the end, which I expected. Sure, and, my thing from that game. I don't think Ben Dolk is ready to start yet, to be honest, guys. Um, he shouldn't be, though. He's 17. Yeah, like, I feel like he was so excited in pre-season in terms of him being, like, a breath of fresh air. Seeing him, like, you know, being able to um, go past guys. Like, he's so, like, direct. But watching him actually start a game, um, he just looked kind of a little bit lost. Um, wasn't able to kind of do the things he's good at. And I feel like he would be better coming off the bench, maybe. Um yeah, I think he'll like. I don't know. I feel like we're throwing it in like a bit too, maybe a bit too quickly. Um, it looked like in that game anyway, because even like I thought Pajetic had a kind of a slow start, but then he grew into it, and you can kind of see okay, like he's a bit more comfortable. But Dolk just looked a bit off um, for me. Shimmick, like I think the thing is with us fans as well. When we we want to rotate the teams, but when you rotate a team, these guys are coming in cold, man, and they're just very mm. sloppy. Like Shimikas, a couple of times the ball's rolling under his foot. He's kicking it out of play, or even oh, there's someone who's too long when we're attacking. Yeah, 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 the stinker. Thinking about and it, no, he actually had, he had a me, stinker. Me, yeah, to be fair to him, there was a couple of times where people weren't passing it to his feet and it was going off or whatever, but he just looked very sloppy. And you can just tell the difference between like when him or like when Diaz, when Diaz got the ball now, it felt like the game was just switched up. It was more fast, it was intense. He was able to quicken it up like that. He'll give it to Nunes and then go. Even bro, when Salah came on, oh my god, Salah looked like a professional. Like Salah just looked exactly. way like <laughs> of everyone on that pitch. I couldn't believe how great he looked like when he came on. So yeah, it's, it's just funny like to see the difference between you know fringe players and the first team players. Like 
well, yeah, guys, that's like even we can break I mean, out. Let's talk about a, a bit about the chances that were there in the first half. So before the goal, I think personally, ish. Now I know you have been very vocal prior to the season beginning about you know all the things Darwin needed to work on. I personally mm. don't think that that header that he headed over was as much of a sitter as people are trying to make out. Like it's a come from far out. He's not that close to goal. I think the expectation that every miss in Mbappe's surely is being a bit exaggerated now. Yeah, like obviously we'll get onto the to the West Ham game in a bit, but I think the miss in that game was way more sort of guilt edged than, than the one in this last game. And as, as critical as I've been of, of Darwin Nunes, like he'll never be my cup of tea in terms of like just how he plays football, but the guy is a high volume chance creator whether it's him taking the chances or assisting he wherever he is whether you want to call it chaos or whatever he kind of attracts chances so he's going to get chances that he's going to miss he's not the most composed in front of goal he is kind of working on that but I just think you've got Haaland at City who let's be honest this season has been missing a bag of chances as well but the difference is he'll miss two but score two I think if, Nunes just needs to get his sort of percentages up a little bit but in terms of him like absorbing chances, I don't really care. I'm not concerned. So if he misses the odd one here and there, it's listen. End of the day, you look at your sofa score, you see Darwin Nunes one goal, one assist in the game. He done his job. He done his job. But yeah, that miss the header was. I'd say I'd like to think he should have scored it, but I'm not like I'm not going crazy about it. And like I said, he got his at the end of the day. So listen, Darwin is slowly doing his thing this season. He slowly proved me wrong. That's that's all I ever wanted from him. So I can't really listen right now. He, it's Darwin one, it's Ishnil, so I can't really say too much. <laughs> nice. Can't Long really may continue. And, and I mean, Manny, one thing we are noticing, because they did play up front together, I think it's a lot to do with being from South America, both being Spanish-speaking, but there's a really strong bond, like just on a human level, appearing between Diaz and, and Nunes, right? They seem to always yeah. be giggling together, one or a half around each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, do, you think that, do you think that helps when you're actually playing? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think obviously for people that are listening that play football themselves and just in general, I think it's obvious that, yeah, when you're playing with your friends, your mates, that you really like, obviously you get, have a real affinity with anyways, obviously you're going to work even harder to link up on the pitch. You're going to try and understand each other off the field as well as on the field. And yeah, honestly, I, I, I was funny you mentioned that because I was thinking after the West Ham game, um, when I saw there was a cutaway at the end of the game with Diaz, Maka and Nunes. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, it's, it's just really nice, you know, that they can all, once again, kind of have that contingent, you know, to help them through this kind of Liverpool journey. Uh, obviously, they used to have, we used to have Fabinho, Firmino and, and Alisson. And when they all signed kind of, well, when Alisson and Fabinho signed similar times, um, having the compatriot in, in Firmino, who's been there for years, um, I think that really helped them settle. And I think, um, Nunes kind of having Diaz similar kind of ages, similar kind of backgrounds. I think that really helps them because obviously in a big club like this, you need that support network. So yeah, I think that's also helped Nunes look a little better player. Obviously, looking a bit more assured in himself in a lot of different ways. And yeah, obviously he looks just a lot more competent in terms of linking up with the team, the the forwards during the game as well and i think that also comes through understanding each other so yeah obviously it's really nice to see the the, the bromance between them all and yeah i think we're 
getting back to that kind of level of togetherness that we did have when we achieved a lot of things together. So I think we we are we are building something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Pete, ultimately, even though there, there were bits of attacking from Liverpool, Liverpool put themselves under pressure, right? Like you said, sloppy passes, Bajetic having a tough start to the game. Like, we completely sympathise, hasn't had a pre-season. These are literally his first competitive minutes. So, you know, last kept coming down that wing, essentially. Um, the goal, was there any, is, is it sometimes one of them where you just can't overanalyze a goal? They picked someone out and he smacked it in or or are there things we could have done better? No, I don't think there's, no, there's nothing really I can complain about with that goal. I think it was just a really well-worked goal, you know. Um, he's obviously sprayed it from the corner and he's hit, you know, on a half volley. It's a great goal. Um, it's a fantastic goal. The only thing I can complain about is just the sloppiness in terms of the passing in that half and just us not really being on it. And you'd like to think that we can beat, you know, last last without uh, having to bring players off the bench. That's the only kind of disappointing thing. Um, you know, we had a tough game West Ham on the weekend, so you didn't really want to bring on Salah. You didn't really want to bring on Sabozlai and all these types of players. So that's the only annoying thing, really. But, you know, you get the win. You get the win. You take it. Yeah. I mean, we've got a pen. Second half kicks off. Darwin. What what were we thinking? Firstly, I saw Virgin sta Virgil standing over the spot. I thought, oh, okay, is, is Virgil going to be taking a set piece? Were all of you guys kind of in favour of Darwin taking it, or was there someone else? Yeah, you wanted to speak yeah, he has to. He has, he has to take it. Listen, when you're number nine on the pitch, yeah, step up and take a penalty, bro. Step, I don't you're like him if he doesn't take it, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, listen, you think Harry Kane is sitting there and letting the next man take a penalty? Never, <laughs> never, 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 he's, never, he's, never. You got a step pad in that competition. It's only That's right to step head in the Europa that's League. That's like you have to step head. That's what you're there for. So. <laughs> any anyone have any doubts when he kind of lined up to take it? Nah, not really. You know, not really. Not really. Not really. Really? really, he's good at pennies. He's good at pennies. He's always been good at pennies. That's one thing he's good at. I think. I think my worry was like it wasn't that he would miss. I was worried more about the kind of. The, the hoo-ha that would begin if he did miss it was, it was more that i was like please darwin for your own sake just don't don't miss kind of thing so i thought yeah. like don't sky it because i thought like this could be this could be me mm. but man puts it in his head, <laughs> he could be looking crazy but i didn't really think he was gonna thing is like he's he's rightly so as a, as a confident player right now so i don't really think he's he's not gonna yeah he's, he's still missing chances but it's not like last season where he's missing chances and Klopp would just take him off. Like now you mm -hmm. kind of know that like, there's a bit of there's been a bit of like faith kind of built up. So it's kind of he's in a good place at the moment. He's in a good place at the moment. He took the goal well. Yeah, and and I mean, I guess what was kind of a relief was that when the better player players came on, like you guys said, the team looked so much better, which very much shows that. The best players of our team belong at a level above what we were playing against, right? That that is a really yeah. important point, which means that the moment we get back into the Champions League, I think these players are already made for it. Um, let's talk about Sabozlai first. I mean, I don't want to talk about him too much because I seem to just I'm just addicted to talking about him. But boys, the the technique, the control. It's there every game, man. It's not like a one-off now. The surprise is gone, surely. Yeah, man. When are we? When are we going to put him into 
top five. Well, convoys. We bring them into convoys. I'm 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 collecting case notes right now. This guy is <laughs> this guy. He's too good. He's too too good. He's too good. Never as a player become my favorite player this quickly before. Like even like your Torres is, even Suarez in his first season wasn't wasn't amazing. But this guy is already my favorite player in, in starting eleven. Like he's 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 too sick, man. He's too sick. He's too sick. His athleticism is crazy. There's little things that are sick, right? Like everyone's looking at the big things, like they're looking for a switch. For me, it's not that. It's just watching him in general play. Like, oh, my guy is not bothered about these opponents around him. Like he knows no. he's better than all of them. Man, it's amazing. Honestly, his athleticism has caught me by surprise, man. Like, even now, I didn't realise this guy was a machine like this. Like, the way he, man, tracks back. Like, do you know what's mad? When um, West Ham scored the equaliser, I see, um, obviously, we were all, the whole team was kind of pushed over, kind of drawn to the ball in the middle. And then, obviously, Kufal had the space out wide. And to be fair to Sobo, he was out of position initially. The way he rushed out to close him down and almost got there, I'm thinking... Do you know what? Just that improvement of having someone like Sobo who's just athletically just so much sharper, so much quicker, and he's getting to people, he's pressing them, he's putting people under pressure compared to what we had last season. It's just night and day. So, yeah, man, it's been our, easily our best side in so far. 100%. And, I mean, Pete, you already touched on it. This, I, I'm calling him Mesut Salah, guys. Whatever he's coming on and doing at the moment, there was a right foot pass he played. Oh, that almost let me, let me, insane. That, yeah, that obviously Salah's playmaking bag too deep. But just on the like point, I'm very impressed with just how much responsibility he takes. Like yeah, he's yeah. like, give me the ball. I'm the man. Like when the center backs have it, like he's like, give me the ball. I'm gonna make something happen. Like he's drifting where he wants to drift. You know, maybe he might start right center mid, but he will come. You know, playing the left get the ball off the centre-back in the, from the sixth position. Mm-hmm. And like he said, that PMP, I didn't know he had that. Like, I generally, like, obviously you don't know until someone actually comes to the Premier League. And he looks like one of the more, more impressive athletes, you know, when he's playing against Premier League teams. Like, That's he's able to, you know, he's got them kind of long strides and he eats the grass quite quickly. So, you know, if he's, like, chasing you or hunting you down, pause, he can win it back very quickly. Um, so, I don't even know where the pause was there. But let's carry on. You've got to cover all bases these days, man. Yeah. And I just feel like he has such a confidence. Like, imagine you're demanding the ball of Virgil. You're telling Salah, you know what I'm saying, go there, give me the ball, this, this, that. So he's got such a confidence that I really like. Um, Can I ask you a question? You know how you said... Go on. I just want to ask you this because you're, you're talking about that responsibility level. Are you worried that if someone like Thiago were to come into the team, he would kind of surrender a bit of that responsibility because he'd feel obliged to give him the ball? Um, yeah, I mean, that that is true. That 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 could definitely happen. Um, and it's more like the centre backs. I feel like the centre backs aren't as courageous with their passing when Thiago's on the ball. They just kind of give it to him. Like you don't really see Virgil do them switches when Thiago's on the pitch because he just gives it to him. Um, you saw it for Fabinho. Fabinho's passing just went all the way off when Thiago was next mm. to him. Give him the ball, give him the ball. So I hope that wouldn't happen. Um, the only thing with Sabozlai, I feel like the only weakness I can see on his game is that I'm not 100% convinced when he has it in the first phase sometimes. So like, I don't think he's entirely comfortable being side on and then, you know, kind of receiving from the centre-backs and be, maybe being pressed and having to, you know, turn out the other way or like, yeah, I'm, I don't think he's entirely... I think he can do it, but he's not entirely comfortable doing it. So... I feel like if you if you're to face a very good team who a pressing team, for example, like an Arsenal, and he was like in the sixth position, 
I think you'd be able to get him in that area. And he's not six, to be fair to him. So I just feel like he's not comfortable, 100% comfortable in the first phase. And we should definitely keep him out of there. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I think he's a fantastic signing. But even Thiago in this new system, as he hasn't really looked good because, you know, the way he likes to play, he likes to stand on the centre-back's toes, literally. So, yeah. and this, this system, it requires our, you know, our midfielders to be a bit higher forward um, because Trent is in there with the six. So unless Thiago was to play a six, the eight positions really don't suit him. Um, so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how Thiago could fit in the system because it doesn't really suit him, to be honest. Listen, at this, I, I love Thiago in it, but we should stop talking about him as like someone in our plans. Like, we, <laughs> is he is he realistically? Are we going to see him again? Like in a in a in a significant manner? Where like, is he? Where is he? What's what's going on oh, right now? Yeah, Pep Linders are saying he's 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 on his way, but man. He was meant to come back with Curtis, like first international. Bro, if anyone's that. been to a motive and Mush told you he's on his way, he's not on his way. That's Tiago. Bro, are you gonna do Mush like that? Oh, look, he was at the, the Kef link up, and then Mush told us, "All right, I'm in the it car." Was England, France. England, France. He said, he said he's in the car. By the way, in the car, the guy never turned up. Bro, where did you go your car to? I was physically look. I've I've said this. I can't believe I'm putting this on the airwaves. Yeah, but I was in my car physically, and then I felt bad because my missus said she wanted to watch the game. So I thought it's not fair on her to watch it by herself. All right, it was just me being a good husband. I can't believe that got wormed into a podcast. I cannot believe that England France. You know, um, you like you like it. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Well done. But, but <laughs> let, let, let's talk about, uh, before we talk about Salah, let's talk about Gravenberch a bit because I know Pete's touched on it. Manny ish, feel free. Lots of good, but also a bit out of sync. I thought his carrying was way better than his passing. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that's more a feature of his game? Or do you think that, again, that's just a lack of familiarity and, and the relationships will improve? Yeah, I think. Oh, just to go quickly, my first. I'm gonna say I think go. both are both are gonna be good facets to his game once he's up to speed. I think um obviously the driving with the with the ball was really good, and he he looks really really assured in terms of how he receives um the ball as well. I think most kind of Dutch players or people players from the Ajax academy they're usually pretty sound with that in terms of their receiving of the ball in tight spaces and whatnot so in terms of um Kim going forward I think once he gets a bit of sharpness there he's gonna he's gonna show obviously he's gonna be really good in terms of protecting the ball for us I've already seen him do a few times a kind of genie shielding of the ball um to get him to get him round players so yeah actually I, I really enjoy the kind of little bits I'm seeing from him in terms of how he operates in the midfield because I think when we get to a point where it's him and McAllister and um we got a few options in terms of being able to keep the ball, be sensible with it. And when we're seeing out games, I think he's also going to be a player that's really good at taking the pressure off of us as well, holding players off and winning fouls and that. So, yeah, I like what I see so far. Nice. I mean, Ish, we, one thing that, that Manny kind of didn't touch on there was those are all his strengths. He's, I think, the only player in our team who has a first touch that gets past people. Like, he actually mm. beats people... Mm. The moment he receives the ball is is mad because I've only seen people like your 
your Tories and, and people like that and Dombele's do that kind of stuff. I'm I'm impressed with him so far. Um, we've only seen a couple of cameos, but I think this game, for me, the only criticism I have for, for the last game was more like a fitness thing or sharpness. It wasn't like, I hate to bring him up again, it wasn't like an endo where I'm just actually thinking, I'm not sure you're at this level, but I think Garen Bird, you could see in, in moments like the assist, for example, that there is there is definitely quality in there. Um, I'll just be interested to see how he develops, man. I'm, I'm interested to see how kind of how Klopp sees him in the in starting like a Premier League game. Um, I don't think he'll start the game on the weekend against Spurs, but again, if he can start tomorrow, get another start under his belt in the Carabao Cup, he should again should be showing that he's like kind of of a level which is above everyone else around him. So I I see I see good signs. Of the three roles that we currently have in the middle, right? So we've got McAllister's role, which is deepest, Jones on that mm. left and, and Zobosna on the right. Which one of the three do you think Klopp is probably most comfortable slotting him into? I think he'll start in the Jones role on the left mm. because I think that kind of requires a little less responsibility and it plays to his, his, his like immediate strengths, which is kind of bore attention. But I would like to think the fact that we didn't sign a six or a proper six, quote unquote, means that this is going to be his role, or like it's a role that we're kind of looking at mold him in, in into like in the sense of Genie could play six and eight as comfortably as each other. Because again, if you don't sign a six in the in Jan, we're quite light in that position. We've only got McAllister really who's who can play in there, and Endo like who we mentioned already. So I think I would like to think that he's kind of been groomed, so to speak, to play the six role a little bit. But right now he can hold that Jones role on the on the left. Um, and kind of just kind of just come in and slot in as and when. Okay. Did you, did you? He's got he's got a bit of a funny tackling technique. Did you did you see, Graham Birch? I said that from. <laughs> he's got a bit of a funny. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I was watching yeah. it a couple of times where like he just fouled the guy like, but like, I don't. He kind of he goes with his hands and like I don't know like he just kind of like stamps. I don't. Know, it's just a bit. I don't know. It's a bit. Weird, it's like, a bit weird looking, isn't it? It's a bit weird looking. I think the I, way I he approaches think... tackling is like a, oh, do I have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but like, you don't need to. You don't. I'm not even asking him to like slide in and and, and two foot guys and kind of take them out. But like even McAllister, who is something I didn't realize he had in the game until this season. Like his, he's actually quite a good tackler in terms of like not going to ground. He takes, he can cook yeah. the ball away quite well, yeah. which is a good attribute of his. So I think if Gavin Burch can unlock something like that, I'm not asking him to go around like a like a Hendo or Fabinho and kind of like stop badding up guys but he needs to kind of get something in his arsenal like that because yeah like 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 Pete said if he's just going in and just elbowing guys it's it's gonna be giving away fouls left right and center yeah it was it was very much given like yeah like oh, fuck's sake do I got to or like you trying to stop there's a couple times we did, he did try and stop like a counter-attack and stuff like that I guess with like you know like a cheap foul or whatever but um or he could just like Jones Jones tends to just stand people up right and maybe mm. he might pounce like a right time but like he could just stand he doesn't have to dive in um, a lot of players, you know, if they're the petulant ones, they just want to dive in and win it straight away. And if they can't, they foul you. But like, you can just, you know, stand them up and then maybe you wait for other players to come and help you. And, you know, you've done your job. You know, I, I think first you should make someone, you know, um, retreat. You, should, you don't have to always win the ball. You can make your opponents retreat and then you wait for support and then maybe and you can tackle. So, um, yeah, that was just one to watch. But apart from that, I think it looks good. Um, I think he's got a bit of work on his hands though to get that position from Jones because I think Jones looks phenomenal at the moment. Um, mm. 
I think their skills are quite from, um, similar, but maybe Jones obviously is a bit more confident at the moment, and maybe he's passing. He's definitely short range passing. He's definitely better Jones. Um, yeah. So he's yeah. I think that's probably the position he's probably eyeing up at the moment. But Jones is in fantastic form at the moment. I think so Jones, I think. Because David Jones, I think he he just at the moment, like tactically, he just understands exactly what yeah. Klopp wants at the moment. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's just like every time he plays, he can always leave the field knowing that he has done his job, like he's done to a T what the manager wants from him. And essentially, for players like Jones, that's probably what he would have needed to do to kind of stay in the team right now. So, fair play to him, you know, because if he does what the manager wants, players like Jones and Elliot, who are essentially going to do to a T what the manager wants. Um, they're really good to have in the in the lineup. So hopefully he continues. But yeah, I think Gravin Bertrand obviously needs to be blooded in as well very soon. I, th- I think Jones just it's what you're saying, Manny. I think Jones has an air in, in himself now of he knows he's going to play, mm. and a footballer who knows that the manager is going to keep playing him plays in a very different way to what we saw Jones last season, being which was a player trying to do too much to kind of show his manager what he's worth. Not not the end of the yeah. season, but I'm saying that that kind of 12-month period before the last 10 games. I think, I is think it, it's is it... different. Yeah, go on. Sorry to cut you. I was just, just going to say, he's a key piece now as well. He's not like a... He's not a little side piece. He's just there to kind of almost make up the numbers, so to speak. He's got a key role in the system and you kind of yeah, see how yeah. involved he's in build-up. Like, I don't know... I don't know where his stats are from the last game, but I know he, he was having a lot of touches of the ball and that. And we even using kind of to be the one holding width out wide. So I just the only thing that can derail him now is 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 fitness. But if he kind yeah. of con- continues on this in this vein of form, we've got we've got a gem. We've got a real gem. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, I mean, the last thing I want to talk about with this game is something we touched on already, which is boys. Mohamed Salah is like you know when you like your your little cousin keeps bugging you about playing FIFA, but he's six years old and he keeps saying, let's play once, let's play once. And you have to beat him. You have to beat him 12-0 once to just stop him from asking you. It's, it's embarrassing that one of the top 10 players in the world is playing at this level, boys. I, I don't know mm. what We let him down, man. Mm. We let him down. But do you see that goal? Just Salah in general this season is moving me like... Obviously, we were talking about in the group chat earlier. Obviously, 17, 18 was like his, his first peak. And then he had the kind of four months in 21, 22, where he was just moving absolutely nuts. But this version of Salah is like, I'm not saying he doesn't want to be here, but it's kind of like, I'm too good to kind of be messing around with, the, with just these joke men. And he's just, he's he's not even celebrating much anymore. He's just <laughs> feeling himself right now. But he's, he's moving me more, than, probably more than he's moving me since his first season. Like, it's just, it's crazy. That goal as well. Not make just yeah, and, and the swivel player. as well, right? To wriggle between those two players. Yeah, that was that was like that reminded me of the goal we scored against Southampton, where Robbo and Henderson ran into each other. He just made the oh, two yeah. centre backs just, <laughs> just ran into each other, got straight through the other side, not make for the keeper. Like insane, man! It's insane. Yeah, man, Salah's an absolute joke, man. Like this season, yeah, I agree with Ish completely. I think this is one of the best versions of him that we're that we're seeing. The guy just looks ruthless, man. And and in terms of his, he's just running the show. Like you could see when he came on, like the the fear in the defender's eyes. Like he's one of the most feared players, just in the world, man. And and the fact that he's this Europa League campaign is going to be like a like a tour because a lot of these teams aren't going to be facing players 
I've started this level, do you know what I mean, in terms of the early stage of the competition. So, yeah, honestly, it's a shame that we've had to put him back into this competition. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a joy to watch him at the moment. Like, even the fact that he come on and just shows, I think I, I'm always a big fan of players that just show, do you know what I mean, why they're on the big money, why they are, who they are, you know. And I think Salah, he's just always, he's just always letting people know. So, I think it's, it's commendment to him. Yeah, man. And... I mean, the, the result spoke for itself. Good start to the Europa League campaign, but then we got back to business against West Ham. An on-form West Ham, a West Ham who have completely revamped their team with the Declan Rice money. You know, they've got Alvarez in, they've got in Paqueta, obviously, in the January before, and then they've got your Ward Prouses. It's a refreshed West Ham team, and boys... The start of that game really showed we are no longer in the Europa League and it's a Premier League weekend. What the hell was going on? Because I don't want to start it in a smear campaign way, but Joel Matip stood and didn't know where the football was landing and it floated <laughs> over his head. I've not seen that since Dejan Lovren at Wembley. So someone what's going on. Uh, why do you even have to mention that, man? Obviously, but, yeah. flashback. That, it, it, it wasn't a good start. It really wasn't a good start. Like again, like I think you touched on it earlier, but we didn't want to have to play certain guys in the last game, and it was for this very reason we wanted everyone to kind of be fresh. And it, we just kind of looked like we didn't really know what hit, we were hit us in the first opening stages. West Ham had a couple of chances. Alisson with his weekly world class save. Honestly, this guy like mad Jesus. The only thing stopping him from being in. Uh, prem go conversations is the fact he's still playing it just needs a little bit of nostalgia tipped in there like maybe a year after or two years after he leaves it'll be done, yeah. done and dusted I don't care you might have less prems than Schmeichel check and them man but don't put the hair from his, by the way I'm bro no never I'm never on my watch clear. never on my watch never on my clear. watch machine for machine this guy is 100% the goalkeeper I've seen in the Premier League like, he's different mm. he's different 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 um, but yeah, it was a slow start, but we got the goal against the run of play. And well, well what was the reason for the slow start, though? So, I mean, I mean, look, we we it, it just seemed like I know Pete during the game was talking about you know Antonio's physicality isn't even the word, man. There were like three players hanging off him at the same time, it felt like we were getting <laughs> run through the middle of the pitch. It, it just felt like Every every West Ham player was in front of the Liverpool player, and no Liverpool player was goal side. So why the hell was that going on? No, Antonio moment was funny, fam. Nunes ran back to help. I don't know who it was. I think maybe ran back to help Matip, and I thought, oh yes, Nunes has won the ball back. And Antonio comes with these big arms and just holds him off, and then holds Matip off, and then holds. Was it Sabo's like like we hold like three guys, bro, at the same time, like pulled, but like Jesus. Like, what does this guy eat for lunch, bro? He just bench, he just eats his, eat his benches, bro. I don't, I don't get it, bro. But um, yeah, it feels like to me, we are figuring teams out in that first 10, 20 minutes. And it's like, they always seem to hit us with like a Higazi and then we used to figure them out. And then we kind of realised, okay, you know, this is where we got, we got to get a bit wider. Or we got to get, you know, um, put a foot on a ball or we got to um, be a bit more physical. And that first 20 minutes, we always seem to get grips of the game. And we always do, to be fair to us, like, we seem to adjust and we seem to adapt to any team we are playing. But for some reason, it takes us that 10, 20 minutes to figure it out. I don't know if it's maybe, you know, the new the system or it's not even new anymore. Um, the players, you know, playing together, they haven't played for a while. Um, I guess 
certain people are playing different positions. So you have Gomez who's inverting, so he has to know the right times when to invert, when to not invert. And Matip is playing a bit wider than um, he probably wants to. Um, so yeah, I think it's just about you know kind of getting scripts to the game. But yeah, definitely West Ham. I thought they definitely had a better start. Um, and then we just had fantastic play from Diaz. Like Diaz, I feel like he's he's really shown himself to be one of our best players now. It's it's not no longer he's a talent or you know he's talented or um, you know we know the kind of the ability he's got. He's actually consistently one of our best players. Like on the pitch and when he gets the ball you see that quality and that quality tells so um yeah it's a moment of quality from him plays into Nunes um Nunes it's, the ball's a bit behind Nunes he gets a touch to it Salah you know is alive reacts and then he's fouled by a word oh, so by the way I've still seen West Ham fan videos saying it was a dive I've seen some of the videos. Those videos, those videos sound racially yeah. charged, bro. Yeah, some yeah. Saying, <laughs> micro aggressions are nuts in those. Say, videos. Saying they despise man and that. Listen, it's a penalty, bro. It's a, it's a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty it's a penalty yeah any clearer. Crazy. Uh, where did you guys sit on him actually taking one? Because we know his record is crap. I was convinced he was going to miss. I'm sorry. <laughs> Salah, yeah. Listen, if Salah's on the pitch, he's taking it, bro. I don't know how I feel, man. Like. If it, I feel like if it wasn't anyone else but Salah, the penalty duties would have, would have been taken away from him. Yeah. Like, just because it's Salah, he's remained there and it's like he's kind of pulled rank. But to miss against Arsenal, to miss against Bournemouth, and he's missed one more, like that's what two, three Morris, penalties in one Morris, season. Morris. Yeah, two, three penalties in one season. That's a lot. But to be fair to him, it's a well taken penalty. So he's, he's earned the right. So he, has, he, has a, he has earned the right. The is it well taken? He But it's always been like that. Let's face it, it's always it only only recently he started to miss, but his Champions League final, he just clattered it. All to of his penalties that he's well. ever had, there's never been any tip. I was gonna say, you know, and to be fair as well, like usually I think taking players off penalties when they miss them, you do that for players that are like confident players, like confidence players. I think like people that you think is gonna affect their mentality. But you know, Salah is Salah. Like you say that, Manny, though. But how many times has Pep taken a City player off penalties? He's taking I, De Bruyne, he's taking Mares, he's taking Sterling, he's taking all of them off penalties. But they've got, I guess, they've got. I don't, I don't know so if I agree with that. If I agree with with, with the idea of t- taking someone off penalty just because they miss, essentially, you know, because mm. certain players, like obviously the law of averages, if you take a lot of penalties, there's going to be a few that you miss. And I think the best way for a player to get over that and to show confidence in them is to to let them take another one. I know us as fans. Like it's it's going to be very fearful to watch them take another penalty, but I think you're going to get the best across the season. I think you'll get the best results of kind of the same person taking, in my opinion. But I think I can understand why it'll be different. I I also think the city example is a bit iffy because I think the city uh, hierarchy is a lot tighter. Mm-hmm. As in, like someone like Riyad Mahrez who has won a prem by himself, almost or with two other players, basically, can mm. chat to Kevin De Bruyne. Who in our squad can chat to Mo Salah and say, big man, like, sit this one out? No no one can say that to Mo Salah. <laughs> Summer's like loading up. Summer's like loading up. And McAllister's <laughs> always... McAllister's 10 for 10, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah, sure McAllister's you think McAllister can say anything to Mo Salah? No, nah, not yet, not yet. Yeah, he, he, he didn't take enough pencils last season, man. Calm down, Alex. Calm down, man. Calm down, bro. <laughs> uh, you know the Michael Jackson meme of him putting the gun yeah. Be like to him, bro. I swear you're Scottish. Like, like, bro. Like, bro. Bro, I like, bro. 
um, the goal that West Ham scored then, I mean, I, I don't really know where the blame lies. And that, that's not me saying no one is to blame, but we've got three different sections, basically. We've got Paqueta, who we'll talk about afterwards, immensely, but picked up the ball, picked out Bowen, who was somehow in between both of our centre-backs, able to win a header at five foot seven or whatever he is. And then uh, West Ham get the ability to cross the ball in and then Virgil's body shapes all over the place for, for Bowen to score a header. Who is to blame? Is it various people to blame? Tell me what happened. You know, I think various, pe- various people are to blame. Um, to start off with, though, it was, like, obviously watching it back as well, it was a good goal from a West Ham point of view, to be fair. Like, they were very sharp with it. Uh, it was in our it was in an easy chance sequence of play to deal with. Um, in terms of kind of rushing through to the I mean, I think Robo or she was dragged all the way in from left back all the way into centre back, but I think maybe because he saw Bowen obviously make the run inside as well, didn't want to risk playing offside, fair enough. So he's followed him in there. Um obviously he's knocked it down Antonio. Um I'm obviously Virgil and Matip pretty slow to react in that case. And then obviously they're all trying to swarm the ball, but Antonio, that's what I mean, does well. Obviously he plays it out first time. Um, and then from that then on, everyone's obviously trying to press the ball. And then Kufal's got loads of space on the outside. Obviously in hindsight, obviously Robo is now having to recover. Sobo tried to get over there and they weren't quick enough. And the cross was really, really good from Kufal. I think Van Dijk essentially at the end, didn't react from the entire situation, but then it was all happening very fairly fast. And I think Bowen obviously was just on the front foot and small margins in that kind of situation means that obviously Bowen's gonna get the header and it's a it's a great header to be fair to him. Like it's a, it's a really quality goal from West Ham as well. But obviously going forward we need to we need to be a lot sharper and just more organized defensively there. Yeah. I mean Pete, you were you were quite critical, weren't you, of, of what Van Dyke looked like during that move especially at that final moment when Bowen headed it what what were you saying um okay so I agree with Manny in terms of that move happened very quickly um I'm not sure how Bowen was free like that to, as soon as you Bowen wins that flick on you knew trouble like you knew yeah. trouble was about to happen because they've gone yeah. very vertical very quickly and you know West Ham they like to cross it and they crossed it obviously very early and Toro does well again to take that first touch but my thing is that, like, okay, so you know what's going to happen, right? You know that the ball's going to be played out wide and they're going to cross in that box. But I feel Virgil there, he has to get across Bowen quicker. Um, I feel like he wants us to kind of stand his ground and maybe he can cover the back post and cover Bowen. But no, just, you know, you have to trust that someone's going to be at the back post covering that space and you have to get across um, Bowen quicker. And he kind of throws a leg, he throws, you know, a foot at the ball. But it's, it's a, I think it's, it's, it's a kind of lazy one because, mm. um, He's just thinking, okay, let me throw a ball there just in case, you know, worst case, Bowen can get to it. But um, he's always going to get to it. You know, that's West Ham's game. They're always going to, um, they're always going to go for um, headers like that. So I feel like it is a bit harsh, but we know the standards for, for Virgil two, three seasons ago, he's getting across and Bowen's, that's not even a chance. You know, he's getting across, he's clearing it, and that's that. But I feel like that's that, that small margin, like that small one second that he's not there. Um, mm. I think we've seen it, you know, and he's obviously not as quick. Even like he doesn't even, not that's not even about like him in terms of you know his his pace. That's more mind. That's, that's fair, more yeah. IQ. So um, sharpness like, as well, isn't it? Yeah, sharpness, IQ, and just position himself a bit better. So 
Um, I feel like, you know, the top defender that we expect Virgil to be, I just thought, hmm, he could have done better there. But it's a great chance. Um, Bowen's done fantastic to get a diving header there. So I won't be too critical of him. But the Van Dijk I know, the Ballon d'Or Van Dijk that came second, you know, the top defender I know. Those are the days, man. Yeah, you just wouldn't let that happen. But yeah, ish, go on. No, I was just going to say to play, just to play devil's advocate a little bit. Do you not think, because I watched it back and I thought, I thought the same at first, but then I saw how low down Bowen actually gets to head the ball. Do you not think Van Dijk's a little bit worried about just clattering him and maybe giving away a penalty or giving the referee something to, to think about? Because I feel like he could, the way he stretches, I agree it looks a bit lazy on the eye, but I feel like he could have got there, but I feel like he's seen Bowen just dive down but for the ball. And why is like, he, mm. My thing is, why is he stretching? Shouldn't he be yeah, side yeah. to side of him? But like you said, he's trying to cover. He, he gets caught in two minds a little bit. So I think he's he's already on the back of the foot. But I do mm. think the header... I, I, I don't know. I feel like something played in his mind in, in terms of like he's already had a red card this season that he doesn't want to be like centre of attention in that sort but of sense. And I think it's not about of, in that split second. I, I think... I think no, I was going to say, if he puts his foot... If he kicks him down there, because his foot's quite low in it, if he kicks him and his head's down there, I just think it, it, it's intentionally a bit mad. It's risky. As a, as a defender, you don't clear balls like that. You don't stick a leg out to clear a ball. Like... It was just, a bit, yeah, a, it, it, you know what I'm saying? That's an unorthodox way of playing football. Yeah. Like, let's be real. That's an unorthodox way. That bit, be I, do, yeah. that bit I do, yeah. I, I, th- I think a big thing here is that it's what kind of is being said about stretching, like lunging for the ball. The moment you're lunging for the ball, it shows that you didn't take that step or two forward yeah. to be going through the ball rather than just about getting a touch on it. Mm. So I, I think the bigger thing there is... The moment Bowen has, has made it in front of you, you it's too late because now finish, he's got yeah. the choice of how he's going to finish it, right? So so I think that's where Virgil is slower, like Peter's saying, which is that ability just to move your body those two steps to make those chances not even happen. Mm. I think that's not what we're going to see from Van Dijk as much now, probably. Um, but yeah, I, I don't great think goal. it necessarily makes yeah. him a bad defender. It just means that the others have to defend that a more respectable level and not expect him to yeah. carry on, right? you got to mm. stop that cross. you got to react quicker. All that stuff as well comes into it. One thing I will say, though, in, in him and Matip, to be fair, is that aerially, obviously the goal aside, because um, Bowen shouldn't be winning a header like that. Like, <coughs> he had another he had another header as well. Yeah. He just went straight to, straight to Van Dijk. I think it was after 1-0, could have made it 2-0. But mm. I do think in the air, Matip especially, because I, I could see... Antonio trying to peel off onto his yes. side a little bit. Yes. Gobbled up everything. Gobbled. There was yeah. one where he just went straight through him and paused. And I was like, right, that's it. Got look at him like that. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm all right with this. I don't know. Right I'm thinking, have some shame, Antonio. Like, bro, like, you're pulling it onto Matip. Like, what? Because you don't want any. He part went a little bit. Like, bro, have you no shame? Like, what? Well, you're, you're, you're still trying to find a weak defender to pull onto Matip. Like, and you still wasn't getting any any change. Like, bro, have some shame, bro. Matip pulled up his sleeve and said, let's yeah. go. He said, let's go. Let's go. Right now. Did you guys yeah. see the stat about uh, Van Dyke's heading one? He's like, yes. 87, yeah. 87%. 13, 13 out of 14. Yeah, and then the nearest, the nearest player um, after that is in their 60s. Yeah, so he's like 20% clear of everyone. So long may that continue. I mean, one thing I do quickly want to talk about whilst we're talking about this iffy start, because it's slowly creeping into the Liverp
Yeah. Mm. I, I like it anymore. I can't lie. I'll be honest. Uh, hey, I'm not going to say anything. I want to know what you think. Um, it's a it's a mad one though because statistically he was up there for one of the like man of the match performances. Like mm. he he excelled in all areas. But like I said, I went back and watched the game and. I wasn't that comfy with him in the six. I'll be so real. There's a couple of mm. times where he gave the ball away. And it's not even, for me, it's not out of possession. He was kind of getting caught on the ball. Like when he yeah. actually had the ball, he was getting caught and overrun and it was leading to a turnover. But it's not like I'm worried about him not going into tackles with enough sort of like uh, tenacity. Because that bit I think he's got, which kind of has surprised me a little bit. But he doesn't look to have that sort of athleticism on the ball where he's going to, if he loses it, recover it quickly. Like oh, even wow. like a Rodri. Rodri, we all forget, like, we think he's some sort of elegant kind of guy, but he's a six foot three brute. When he loses the ball, he's quick to win it back. And I don't know, I, especially next week, well, this weekend at Spurs with Basuma oh. and Madison. Like, yeah. I feel like in the small games, McAllister, he can do this nice little <laughs> six double pivot with Trent. It all looks nice. But when you go away to those top six teams, I feel like we might get unstuck there with him, with him as, our, as our pivot. But yeah, I, I feel like the more the longer on the season goes, the less I'm getting convinced because it started off all right. And last couple of games, who did we play? Wolves when he got hooked at half time. Oh my lord, like, yeah, it's I mean, it, was, it wasn't that difference as a performance, was it really? Because it was, it was a lot of the similar. I mean, Manny, you, you, we've talked before about kind of mm. what we hoped from McAllister, um, before the season started. I would yeah. actually say the most disappointing part of McAllister is what he's had to offer with the ball in possession controlling games. Because I don't think the Chelsea performance has continued onto any other game of the season. So why do you mm. think that might be? Yeah, to be, but the McAllister and DM thing, I think it's one of them ones where like it should really, in my opinion, only be used for certain games, certain profile of opposition to for when we put him in the, in the sixth role. I think obviously the Chelsea one when we started off well as a team it was really dictating things, um, and then obviously we saw how that transpired. But then since then, um, teams that we play where the midfield is a lot more physical, a lot more dynamic, um, Wolves being one of them. They had the um, the, the Belgian guy who was just all over the place that day, and yeah, him, yeah, he was running our midfield ragged that day. No one could keep up with him. Um, and then obviously West Ham just have a generally pretty physical midfield, like Ward Prowse, that guy's an engine. He was pressing everyone all over the shop as well. So I think with McAllister, I, I thought I feel for him because obviously no it's no fault of his own, any of the struggles he has in the sixth position, in my in my opinion, because he's doing a good enough job there considering what he usually is. And then in terms of playing the pass, like he's he's he likes to be calm on the ball. He likes to take his time. He likes to pick out a pass to make sure that's the right one. You know, he's one of those kind of players. So I always feel kind of a bit a bit weird criticizing him because he's usually used to playing higher up between the lines. You know, and popping it off and receiving it from a number six. Uh, right now he's kind of having to be the the base of the midfield, which I don't think suits him because he's used to losing the ball and then him and Casado used to be able to go and double up and win it back. Now he's the deepest one. Sorbo's having to cover a lot of ground to come and support him. And yeah, I'm I'm with Ish. I'm not entirely comfortable with it anymore, I'll be honest. I think we need to try our very best to move away from it, not just for the good of the team, but I think McAllister's got another gear to go up. You see these assists for Nunes, like that can be a lot more common if we push the guy a bit higher up and don't make sure he's not having to worry about what's behind him, let him worry about what's in front of him. And then he can support 
the def- the DM because he's got experience now of the area and he knows where to to, yeah. to fill up. So I think yeah, we need to try and find a way of moving on from McAllister in the six, but we've left ourselves short of options. I mean, you're saying moving him on from from that role, Pete. Is is there any option outside of McAllister in in this kind of six role? We've got Spurs like Isha so we've got Spurs away coming up. We've got Brighton away coming up. Is it is it the right time to even look for an alternative solution? Or what, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's tough because we we haven't got many options. Um. Obviously, we not like I agree with everything you guys have been saying. He's not entirely comfortable there. Um, and he hasn't got the recovery speed. I think that's the main thing. So even if he when he does lose the ball in that those positions, he hasn't really got the recovery speed. You know, uh, you can imagine, for example, when we play Tottenham, Madison will probably turn him a couple of times, but yeah. he hasn't got the recovery speed. Once Madison's got his shirt number in front of him, him yeah, so you just know he's never going to catch him up. So that's that's the only problem there. But you know, he's definitely probably the most comfortable in that kind of first phase out of him. Jones and Spozlai, so you can't deal with them there, but I think I would still keep them. I think that's our best three, and maybe you might just ask Jones and Mikhailis to be a two at times, and maybe Spozlai to go and play as a 10, or vice versa, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think we have to go with that three, but just... <laughs> wait, it's, it's goals and inshallah, isn't it? <laughs> it's goals and inshallah. It's working so far. It's not much you can do, man. It's goals and inshallah. It's been working so far, and it is what it is. You know, when you play the top teams, it might be exposed a bit more, but those are, be- those are our best three midfielders, guys. Like, generally speaking, those are our best three midfielders. I mean, you have to, you have to be on a pitch. It's not ideal, the roles that they might be in, but those are our best three midfielders at this current point. Wait, the third being, the third being Curtis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it works for them on a the pitch. It, obviously, we yes. know that all their positions aren't ideal, but it works for them being on a the pitch. And those are our three best midfielders. Um, not just including quick, Thiago. Thiago's not. Quick a question. Person. Quick question then, Pete. Quick question then. Would you start? Would you not think Spurs on the weekends just chuck Endo in because you know he's going to be defensive minded, or do you just think get it, leave him away? <laughs> 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 There's a load of questions there. There's a load of questions there. <laughs> Please, bro. Let's let's be guided, please, please. What does that mean? What does that mean, Pete? No, like no. This guy's not good. He's not. He's hashtag not good. I'm sorry. I can't keep it any longer. He's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he's not good. Oh, is he good? Is he good? Is he good? Be honest. Is he good? <laughs> the nicest thing I could do for Endo is no comment, man. That's the nicest thing I could do for him. I just want to speak. Uh, I, I think what you guys were saying earlier about he's played for Stuttgart and that is the level of competition or level of player that plays in the Europa League. He will just look like a standard Europa League player just playing in the middle of that pitch, man. Keep him, mm-hmm. keep him in that comp. He can't be playing in the Super League, man, because that's what the Prem is. He can't be playing in that. That's, against Spurs as well. That midfield, that midfield. Oh, that I think, but they're gonna give us guys. They're gonna give us chances as well. And our attack yeah. is better than their attack. If if Brennan Johnson gets three chances and Salah gets three chances, who's tucking? Salah's chance tucking. You know. Is, so is is Madden's gonna be fit as well? Yeah. I see that knee I, pulled up on, on the scan. He said he's injury of anyone. He said yeah, but yeah. Mm, he said that. Yeah, but, let, him, yeah, he... let him buck Ibu. Let him buck Ibu instead. We'll see if he's still fine. In that, in that game, he was being fueled by hate. You know when you're fueled by hate, bro? You can't feel <laughs> anything, bro. <laughs> you yeah, can't he saw Saka do the same. He said, yo, watch bro. this. 
He said, he said, let them carry. He said, let let them carry me off this pitch, bro. <laughs> let them carry me. Like, I'm tired, tired. That's that. You know, let them carry me, bro. But I mean, I love to see it. We we need to talk about our favorite endorphins that that we get injected with, and that's the Darwin goal. Before that, though, you were right-ish, boys. I know everyone has a giggle because he scores, but some of these misses, man. Some of these misses. It should. There should be goals in games that should be hat tricks, and there should be like I, I cannot believe that was the way he chose to execute that chance because it was amazing work from Sabozlai, it was amazing work from Salah. You literally cannot have a better chance, surely. Let me just Wait. say that he's lucky he banked. He's lucky he banked. The, the stuff I was typing in the group chat, bro. I, listen, the police would seize my phone if they found him. Like, he, I was not happy with him at all. But I, you just you can't miss chances like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you bagged, but you cannot miss chances like that. <laughs> but he hit it wide. What did, what did he do? He just wanted to smash it in that beautiful didn't he? He just wanted to smash it in that beautiful Hey, what's the what's the Gallo? What's the Gallo? Yeah. I just yeah, saw yeah, I just yeah. smash it. <laughs> bro, Six like yards no, out. No accuracy, just <laughs> smash. <laughs> I, I screamed. When he hit that shot, I screamed. Bro, he went past the post. I, from yeah, there. Was... I screamed because I thought he scored. I just thought there's no way you can miss. <laughs> You're expecting him to bold, He plays sometimes. Like, you know when you're playing seven-a-side or something, when someone has brought someone who's just really shit and you just got to... Oh, the ringer, the dead ringer, yeah. 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 And you just got to encourage him at the front. Like, oh, sick, unlucky, bro. And then you just got to think, like, what the... Like, he plays like that and then scores the goal that he does. The Darwin experience is too much, man. The Darwin That's what I'm experience, bro, it's crazy. We, we, we need to... We need to... I think with, with Darwin, like, I think I'm slowly getting to that point where he's got to take him as he as as he is, man. Like, yeah, he's going to miss a, no, a bucket load of chances, man. I can't, excuse those, can't <laughs> excuse those misses. I can't excuse those misses, bro. I think Ish, though, Ish, will you say that his general play has improved, though, to be fair to Definitely. him? Like, yeah, no, nah, his, his hold-up play has improved tenfold. tenfold. He's not like he's a hazard that. on the ball anymore. Like, you know, last time, last year when he would get the ball, you'd think, oh, what are we going to get here? You know, he'd either take on his, his man in that channel and, you know, go past him or he would pass it and pass goes off the pitch, you know. But, like, now his hold-up play is certainly, like, he's linking up and he's forming good relationships with Diaz. Forming good look relationships at that Diaz goal against Lask. It was it was Nunez's play, held, yeah. two play, held the player off, turned out, rolled it out to Salah, and only then did the chance happen. Like, we have to, we have to admit that his general kind of... The trust, surely, you have when you're watching him play for Liverpool has, has developed a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but of course. Even with making like, it more palatable for sure. Go on, sir. No, I was just gonna say, even with like, like we say with the penalty and stuff, like I do have a, a level of trust in him now, but he always lets me down somehow in like a little moment because I was like, I saw someone's life thread it through to Salah, I saw Salah hold off a couple man, somehow thread it through to, to Duke Nunes. I was like, bro, he's got his fucking score here. He put it wide. I don't understand, like, I, <laughs> genuinely harder to miss than it was to score, but. Again, like we said, he comes up with the goods yeah, and, good. and the finish for the goal. Like, let's try. I'm going to be positive now. The yeah, finish is God. insane, bro. The finish is absolutely insane. Another guy who we were just getting onto, man, McAllister. The only the best compliment I can play that goal is that when McAllister plays the pass, Nunes hasn't even started running yet, which just shows how perfectly weighted it was. Made him run Nunes 
made the run, but Nunes as well made up like three, four yards on the defender and managed to get through a goal. Great finish. So, listen, you better just strap him with this Nunes guy because the ride that we're going to go on this season pause is going to be just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, I mean, Manny, is there any other ride, as, as issues referred to, even worthwhile? Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know we're getting we're getting the ups and downs with Nunes, but I ain't trying to see what Gakpo's currently offering up, man. <laughs> no, Nunes. Yeah, we just need to, as I say, we need to take the guy. Like he is what he is, Nunes, man. The guy is just absolute chaos. But he's reduced. He's refined chaos now, which is good. You know, like in the actual build up and uh, counter attacks, he looks a lot more assured, like people were saying. So, um, I, I like that, and it means that I can. Put up with him, kind of. If that's the case, you know I mean, and in terms of put up with him, you know, you know, obviously that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a mean way of putting it. But uh, with, to be fair, even not put up because he's actually doing his thing at the moment. But in terms of his finishing, because I'll be, I was the same as Ish when that ball rolled into him and he blazed it over. I was thinking, Darwin, bro, I thought we were over this man. Like this is season two. I was not. I did not think we we're going to still be seeing this. But I think what the progression has shown us now is that. I did still back him that he would still... I think that was in like the 60th minute or whatever. I think I still back him that the next chance he's going to get, he's going to score, you know. He's going to need a... He's going to be one of them guys that's going to be a few chances. He's not going to be a one-and-done kind of striker kind of thing. I think he's going to need two or three to get his to get his um rhythm up and then he'll, he'll be very for us. But I think this season he's going to score a lot of goals. I think it's, it's worth... It's worth persevering with him. He's gonna frustrate. He's gonna frustrate us, man. I think the more us Liverpool fans can kind of just get it in our minds, you know, try to take deep breaths when he steps onto the field and just prepare ourselves. I think we'll be able to. to I'm telling you, bro, you'll be able to just go through. Man, he's asking us to warm up with the players, man. What's going on? Like Darwin, gonna, I know you're gonna miss maybe one, maybe two chances that. You should bag, but just bag the third. Just prepare it in your mind. And then... That's the coping mechanisms. <laughs> I, think, I, I think the main thing of is, is that, like, his general play's improved now, which is good, but I think he has to score more than he misses. Like, he has to. Like, at this level, the main thing is he has to score more than he misses. And, like, like you said, with Haaland, he does miss some big chances, but he does take a lot of chances too. So, if he's, you know, if he's taking 67% of his chances and he's missing, you know, a couple of good chances then it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? He can't have like a last year, it felt like he was missing more than he was scoring. And that's that can't happen. For the money that we bought him for, that can't happen. So, um, yeah, I still think his finishing is a bit erratic and it does seem a bit like confidence-based at times. And he's definitely got some finishes that he likes, prefers, you know, to others. It, it seems like he likes volleys. Um, it seems like he likes first-time finishes, um, you know. He doesn't really like 1v1s. But um, so, yeah, I think as long as he scores more than he misses in terms of taking his chances and not just wasting, you know, a lot of chances. And because it's going to come back to bite us in, in the ass pools, like in those tight games where like you only get one or two chances. And, mm. you know, if it falls to Nunes, you're just hoping that it doesn't, you know, um, affect it a result. But I feel like I, with him. I, yeah. I also think, Pete, the, the other worry, though, is that that thing you said about, I mean, Manny was talking about, oh, I hope he scores his third chance. I think the big thing we had at our, our best when we had the likes of Sadio Mane, especially, was he's a player who scores the first chance you give him and it completely changes the picture of the game. And yeah. my my worry is with the way Nunes plays at the moment, I never think he's going to score an opening chance 
to, to, to give us a lead. It's almost like, a couple. He, yeah, it, it, it's like he doesn't start off as a killer. He becomes a killer once he's grown into the game kind of thing. And yeah, for football, especially big teams, big teams are all about relieving pressure with early goals. And, and I think that's been, that's been the biggest criticism of me with, with the way Darwin scores. Mush, do you think uh, the way we play, I'm just thinking about it now, do you think it's kind of evolved in that we don't really need, do you think the need for a false nine is as great now? Um, I, I, I don't want a false nine. I don't want a false yeah. nine because... Like this system's evolved to the point where we need someone who kind of switches the back line, especially with the way Salah is now. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think it's our midfield, to be honest, that's changed the reason why mm. we don't need a false nine anymore. I think if you play a false nine the likes of Jones and, and Sobozlai and stuff are going to be reluctant to move further up because they're going to start thinking they're occupying the spaces of where that false nine should be. It's almost like because Jones has pushed up so high now, it's forced that number nine to play on the shoulder rather than come deep. And I think it just helps. It helps us turn teams around and, and face their own goal rather than getting us all penned up into a box and Last season, how many times did we look so congested because there were, you know, eight players you could throw a throw a towel over? It, it, I think we look a lot more spread out and we look more of a threat because of it, personally. Man, that's that's the conversation about Gakpo then, isn't it? Listen, you guys tell me. Uh, uh, I think we'll see with Gakpo. So we'll see. It's, it's obviously, it's, he's had our, obviously, out of all our attackers, I think he's had the most underwhelming start to the season, which is fair. Um, Obviously, he's got on his goal sheet in the game against Wolves, so that's obviously good for the confidence. And his cameo against West Ham wasn't the worst. I think that's probably no, the most... Right. Yeah the most impressive he's looked all season uh, in terms of our standalone performance. So, yeah, I think with I, I agree completely with the question that Peter said. I think our tactics are kind of moving away from the false nine because of the profile we have in midfield now and also being able to stretch the defence because a lot of our players, our forwards, are coming to feet a lot more. So the players that can go in behind are really important for us at the minute. And yeah, I think with Gakpo, I think he's still because he's technically sound. Once you, when you're a technically sound player and you've got like the physique that he's got, I think there's always kind of somewhere in the team that you can kind of fit and you can kind of serve a purpose, which is why I think Klopp was always kind of willing to try him in the eight, try him in the nine. Of course, he can go back to his natural position, which is the left wing. Um, I think there's a few places he can kind of benefit us in, in certain games. So I think Cody was just, I think always, I think he had obviously the great start to his career here, but I think when the dust settles and everyone's fit, at best he was always going to be kind of a really good squad player, which I think he he, he will still be. So I think, yeah. He can, is, there anything wrong, is there anything wrong with that, man? There I isn't, mean, no. That's what I mean. He's, 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 that's why we, we, we want to have a strong squad with good options. And I think our attacking line, our five, it's, that's the depth that, quality team should have, you know, we've got three players, um, you know, I'll say three players, we've got five players, um, Jota and Gakpo haven't started obviously the last few games, but all of the forwards in our team, if you think about it, having respectable-ish seasons, you know, they've all opened their accounts for the season, Jota's got a couple, Diaz has got a few, Nunes has got a few, Salah's got a few, you know what I mean, these guys are all eating, you know, so they're all kind of in the role and as the season goes on, it looks like they're going to start to build and, and get, all, get enough goals each. Ish, what about what about you? I mean, I guess this is coming on to the bigger conversation. I think my favourite part of the conversation, which is, guys, we we as a football club are not keeping any clean sheets, but there's not one second I'm worried that we're going to lose games because 
I don't think I've seen a team that has this much goal threat in terms of, I think we're going to score three goals every game minimum. Like that's, that's where we are, surely. It, I'm, I'm someone who likes a clean sheet. So it is a little bit, like the West Ham game, I was annoyed. And just the, the timing of the goal as well. It was like, what, five minutes before half time. Like it was annoying, but having said that, you're looking around the, the league at the moment, the City are not really keeping clean sheets. I think they've conceded three goals this season. We've conceded five, so there's not much in it. Arsenal are conceding. Like, I'm not looking around and seeing one team having like complete shutouts. And I just think with the the league's not the highest quality at the moment, but every team's got some dangerous players in there as well. And I think if we're going to play sort of high line, high risk football that we play, we are, we are going to concede chances of goal. Where I am a bit concerned is is towards like the last stages of the season and like that kind of congested Christmas period where you're having to rotate players and you kind of have to rely on just being solid at the back. You're going to need to win those games 1-0. Like if you look at the 19-20 the season when we won the league, I think we had a 10-stretch run around Christmas of, of clean sheets. A lot of 1-0s in there as well. Those are the games that if you want to win the league, you do need some of those in your locker. And right now, if you're going to say to me to put money on Liverpool winning the game 1-0, uh, I, I wouldn't be willing to put money on it. So <laughs> it, it is entertaining. It is very entertaining. And like you said, when we concede, I, I do think, okay, cool. But either the players on the pitch are going to bail us out or Klopp's just going to bring on Jota and Gakpo and they're going to make a difference. So I do, I do believe in us to, to win games, but a clean sheet would be, would be nice. That Villa clean sheet really it really hits. I, I'd like another one, but yeah, just we, 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 it's the lack of a DM for me as well, I think. I don't know what you guys think of it, but I just think while we've got this kind of makeshift defensive midfield situation, those clean sheets are going to be even harder to come by just because the, the defence aren't as well protected. Do do you guys think? I mean, that this kind of brings on an interesting question, which is, do you guys think we can have this much goal threat and play this way, but also be defensively solid, or do you think the defensive solidity is the price you have to pay to be as attacking as this? It's a good question, man. It's a good because I, I was thinking this as well just after the West Ham game, and it's a debate that I'd be interested to hear your answers because I couldn't really get to the bottom of it. Because I feel like there surely should be a way that we should be be able to be more solid than we are now, but still be as good going forward. But then when I look at the chances that we concede, it's kind of like oh, yes, a lot of turnovers, a lot of counter attacks, and obviously naturally from a counter attack when you're already kind of obviously the basis of your attacking play is to kind of be in positions high up the field, disrupt the opposition's mm. formation. So it's always going to be difficult to recover from those kind of situations. So I think we actually, sometimes we don't cut our team some slack in terms of the situations they need to defend because of how we play going forward. That gets us so much joy. But then at the same time, when it actually gets to the point of defence, we can still look at the goals we conceded and point at different areas where if an individual played it differently, we wouldn't have conceded a goal. So it just makes me think like maybe if we were just a bit more sharp, it could be a personnel thing, that personnel playing better in certain instances means that we would concede less goals. Or it could be that we are a bit more conservative and maybe don't commit as many men forward. But I feel like there should be a way we can do both. But which I don't know what you guys think. So my initial thoughts is that I don't think our defence has played at its optimum highest level. So... Mm. That would make me think that um, if our defence played at a higher level, then we should be able to be a bit more solid defensively. So when I look at the goals you conceded, right, like the Wolves goal, Neto, 
what he done to Matip and, and Gomez, you know, mm. like, which, you know, if that's, you know, if Matip defends better there and he doesn't just let, you know, Neto just easily go past him, we shouldn't really concede a goal there. Um, I feel like at times he's been a bit, a little bit shaky, you know, so I feel like our defence hasn't been at its highest level. Obviously, that is because maybe they haven't got a lack of, lack of protection, but also they've just done some stupid stuff sometimes. So even against the West Ham goal, that, that could have been prevented again. So um, I would like to see our defence maybe at a more optimum level and we're not playing Matip in this such a system that probably I think exposes him a bit more. So, um, yeah, maybe obviously if Kanata gets fit, Van Dijk gets to, um, you know, Van Dijk comes, obviously he's back for now from his suspension. Um, we see a bit more solid defensively. So, um, I think the defence hasn't been at the highest level. So, that would be my my thing. Um, but to be fair, with that this new system, I do feel like, like we've said, obviously the eights are high, pushing higher. They're not longer just covering spaces for our defence. And um, so, yeah, we will definitely concede more chances. But I want to see our defence improve a bit more before I start to say, you know, it's it's the system. It's the system. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are some mistakes that we've made that we can definitely improve on. One one thing I will say as well is like there has been a lot of chop and change. Like all four centre backs have played this season. Yeah, Trent's been out. Obviously, Van Dijk had the suspension. There has been a lot of chop and change. I would like to see a five stretch run of Van Dijk and Gomez or Kanata, whichever one, and then Trent back as well, and then just say, look, for the next five games, you you guys are going to play, especially with the run we've got coming up as well. Like. I don't know if Matip, uh, not Matip, Kanai should be back fully fit for the, for Spurs this weekend. You hope Trent's back as well. Then I'd kind of like to see that be the back four going forward. But to be fair, I do want to give flowers to, to Joe Gomez for his, his last couple of performances. I'm going to go on to that, yeah. 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 He was looking like John Stones in that inverted role. He was kind Ooh, of moving me. Gliding, that little man. run he went on. I, yeah, was, I was like, yo, this is this is, this is the Joe that I signed up for, man. This is what I signed up for. And I liked the fact he was playing it differently from Trent as well. He wasn't trying to do the quarterbacking thing. He was kind of getting in there. He was hooping, bro. He was hooping. I, I, I like that performance. There, there, there were moments here yeah, where, like, uh, Gomez was inverted, yeah, and, and someone was passing the ball. And rather than, like, receiving it and, and like, looking around, my man would, like, Cruyff turn first time and then just spread it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Okay, Joe. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know you were aware of what was around you. I was, I would, have, I would have been very forgiving for him to, like, you know, good touch, look around, then make a choice. But Gomez was like, nah. Like, I know what the shape of this picture is at the moment. Let, let's go this way, guys. I'm like, what? We're we're going off Joe Gomez's directions for for our style of play. I was like, fair enough, man. Like. Listen, all I'm saying is Gareth Southgate, you better be watching, bro, because I know your centre back situation is a bit peak right now. I'm, if he continues in this form, I expect to see him at the Euros this summer because when he's fully fit and on and he's peak form, he's one of the best centre backs in the country. Southgate, Let's calm down, man. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Easy, Listen, easy, man. Let's go, Gomez. Calm, yeah. Yeah, calm, man. Nah, nah. Two games. That's what I mean. Ish, are you from South as well? This is what these South men do. I'm not, man. Even, I'm not even from South, but I met him before. It. He's a he's a cool guy. Listen, <laughs> me, 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 Joe, man. Me, 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 me
Bro, everyone course, that course, you know it's most everyone that loves everyone that loves Gomez, like the Arab from South or they met him, like bro. This guy's <laughs> a serious prank club, like he's a cool no, man. He's, he's cool the man. nicest guy. I actually met him myself. I can't even lie. He's <laughs> bro, a I'm being serious. I'm actually serious as well. That's the funny thing. What's going on? No, I, I think also Joe Gomez. What doesn't help Pete is that Joe Gomez. You can very much imagine him just being one of your boys. Like he's yeah, a yeah, more, yeah, he's yeah. really normal, guy, really normal cool guy. guy. Like there's. Yeah. He's, yeah, my he's a good footballer. Like that's one thing about Gomez. Like he's generally a good footballer. Um, he receives the ball quite well. He's a good passer of the ball. Um, and yeah, he's quite comfortable on the ball. So, um, I see like those that run. It didn't really even surprise me because like he's actually a good footballer. It's just about his confidence. And we've yeah. seen games like this this from him before in terms of last season. We saw him play fantastic against Manchester City. Um, and you was thinking then, can he like go on a little run? But then he kind of you know went on a little dip. So my thing is that, can you keep this performance up, Gomez? Because um, it would be lovely if we could have him as the option, if Kanata goes to get injured, I'm not stressing that because I've got Gomez to come in and I, you know, and I, I feel confident that would be lovely to have. So if he could, you know, um, keep this up and keep this level performance up, I'd be more than happy. I'd be more than happy for him to be fighting that centre-back position with Kanata. Like, I'd be more than happy for that. Like, agree, man, it's man. a bit annoying that it's, as soon as Kanai is back, you have to throw him back in and it's his position. But, but why Why do we have to do that? Kanai's no, no, got to earn He's got to, yeah, he's got to yeah. get his game back. But really I'm saying that last that. season, Kanai, that was Kanai's position because no one could match that same level as him. We would say yeah. Kanai was the only one that could play that right centre-back role, wasn't we, last mm-hmm. season in terms of him being able to do it well. So, But if Gomez is having this level performance and keeps it on, it would be lovely to have, man. I think this squad is is in a position now where where we've talked about this Gomez versus Trent thing, Gomez versus Canate, um, Nunes versus Gakpo. Like I think, guys, I think sometimes we overcomplicate like wanting to, you know, have everyone with minutes in their legs and and rotation. Sometimes if something's working, you just keep it going. For me, even even if Trent is fit, but Klopp decided that against Spurs. We're going to start Gomez because first game back, I don't want it to be Trent and Gomez is playing well enough. I'll fully back it. You get what I mean? Like I, I'm not yeah. too precious about just because I think a player is talented that we take out players who are playing well. I, I, I think if you've got a good thing going, you should keep it going for as long as you can. Personally. If it was before the season, I would have said, nah, I'm not with it because of the sort of creative outlet that Trent has been for us. But now we've got guys in the engine room who can actually pass the ball from not even A to B from B to C to into that th- final third. I, I, if Trent had to sit out against Spurs, I, I'm with you as well on that Michelle. I'd be like, you know what? Gomez has been has been good the last few games, but well I've I've seen Pep I've seen Pep put De Bruyne on the bench at places like the Emirates and stuff like that. You think Trent can't yeah, sit out Emirates, really? it's the Emirates though. He's not yeah. has he done that at Anfield? Has he come to Anfield without De Bruyne before? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think that, anyway because I feel like he's just come back into training today. Um, so yeah, it might be difficult for him as long as Kanate's back and we don't have to see Matip. I'm, I'm fine with that. Oh, god, um, no, not Matip against Son, man. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Son <laughs> and Brennan as well. Like, just be flipping with waving in the air, like, oh, god, no, yeah, yeah, that'd be a massacre. But we it, talk about it's, that? it's really nice to see us creating chances and without Trent. Like, yeah, yeah, you know I'm saying like normally when Trent's not on the pitch, we're, we're saying, oh, this team can't create chances. Who's gonna actually, you know, 
thread the balls, rubber balls. He's gonna like you know create create you know those chances. But Sabozla is there. McAllister, that pass for Nunes for that last goal, fantastic pass. Diaz so it's really nice to see. Diaz is there. Salah's there. Yeah. There are there are players now. We've got link up. We've got vision. <laughs> I told you, man. We are we are scoring a hundred goals plus this season. I'm I'm saying no, it. That. No, easy. I mean, it, it's not even. Well, you're on at the moment, like fifteen. We're like fifteen after after five yeah. games. We are fifteen. Yeah, we can, yeah. We, can, we can hit that. We can hit that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and this yeah. isn't me like overstating it because I'm happy. I just think the numbers just dictate that if we just keep playing how we are playing. I'm not saying I'm not saying about results. I'm saying we might score a hundred and concede sixty-two. I'm, I'm just saying we, we'll score enough goals to make us competitive. But let's talk about that Spurs game quickly, guys, because I'm fascinated, man. I'm a big, yeah. big. Uh, this is long before the media are jumping all over how well Spurs played against Arsenal. I've been watching. I've watched every Spurs game this season. I think yeah. Bissouma right now, just as an individual capsule of form, is the best defensive midfielder in the world at the moment for me. Just how he's playing. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. This hold, is five hold, games. This is five games. Wait, he's just on the Rodri. face when Pete just I, on the I, face I, when Brendan Rodgers got sacked and Henri. <laughs> <and Henry, laughs> no, no, no. Wait, Wait better than Rodri? What are you saying, Rodri? <laughs> but hold on, just because I'm saying he's been better than Rodri doesn't mean I think Rodri's miles behind. Do you know how Rodri's been playing this season, bro? Amazing. Unbelievable this Unbelievable. season. Rodri, Rodri's, Rodri's a standard bearer. Rodri is a standard bearer. Basuma's been good, but Rodri is... Like, it's like saying... It's like last season. He's been good. That's, that's it's like I'm last doing. season. It's like last season when people were saying Saka's better than Salah. Like, you've got to... When a man's got the keys, you need to do a lot to take the keys off. Mm. Like, this is not I, I, think, I, think, I think he is doing a lot. I think he is doying a lot. That's what would, I'm saying. Would, would you say Basuma's been the best player in the league this season, then? I think so. I said that um, when the player right, of the month... He's in the, ch- he's in the conversation, I'd Actually, say, yeah. Who won player of the month? It matters, isn't it? Matters, it isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I, when, when the tweet came out about uh, when the Premier League thing, uh, they said, who do you think has been player of the month for August? I literally said it was Basuma by a mile, even then. So, fair enough. Even saying he's been at the moment, then fair enough. Yeah, I, I, but let, let's talk about that because that, that area is Spurs' strongest area of the pitch. They've got an absolute yeah. magician in Madison. They've got a working kid in, in Saar who's, who's just earning a living at the moment, doing so well. Um, and then you've got Basuma who seems to take on two to three people every time he gets the ball rather than even needing to pass it. Um, what the hell is our midfield going to do against that, guys? Are you confident or are you, are you a bit worried? Great. I'm, 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 I'm say, oh, yeah, I'm a bit concerned. I'm a bit concerned. Bro, well. guys, we're going machine for machine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our machine's a bit. I'm concerned for my heart. My heart is worried. Made in China, yeah? They've bro, got, their machine, no, our machine, P&P. bro, we're both P&P. good machines, you know what I'm saying? The P&P, let's, let's P&P they've it. gotten there. The P&P they've gotten there on that, on that big-ass pitch, bro. Like, uh, bro. We, we got Curtis, we got McAllister, we got Suppose. Those are three good players, bro. Yeah, good man. players. But they can't handle the being run at, bro. Like, I'm That's telling you, yeah, I, I actually will be more comfortable if Spurs choose to pass than if they choose to carry. If Basuma says, nah, do you know what? I'm just going to try run through the middle. I just want you, Pete, to close your eyes and picture McAllister's little legs trying to pick <laughs> up with that one. <laughs> He's the one I worry for the most. That's the <laughs> exactly. thing. That's the, man's all red that. after 15 minutes. He's always huffing and puffing after 15, and he, 15, 15 he, 30 he, minutes. We're Tottenham as well. 
the Tottenham as well, what I've noticed they like to do is that Saar and Basuma, like even though Basuma like on paper is the six, when they pick the ball into Madison, they're bombing on, bro. They're yeah, running yeah, with pace in behind the defense, especially Saar. He'll make the run in behind the defense. And if your midfielders aren't tracking him, you are finished. I'm telling you, United. Like, don't don't sleep on don't sleep on Curtis, man. Curtis, hey, guys, Curtis comes up against everyone's style boys, and he's still there. Like he's still trying. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not worried about Curtis versus Saar. Like Curtis is he's a phenomenal footballer. He retain that ball. You can't get off him. Um like also when Basuma does drive a man, like, yeah. The thing is about Basuma, it's long, bro. It's long. He can have a, he can pass it 20 yards. He won't want to pass it 20 yards. He'll dribble there. He's dribbling to his destination. He's not passing it there. So he's just a, a funny footballer. But he completes um, it. He always completes it. That's the maddest bit. But we're getting chances, man. Stick yeah. Nunes on stick Nunes and Romero. Let's 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 get it cooking, man. Let's stick Nunes and Romero. Let's Van, get it Van, Van, Van der Ven Nunes. He can shit. bypass this midfield conversation because you just know there's nothing to say about it. You guys are I'm not trying to hear. I'm not trying to hear the midfield convo because I'm 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 scared. I'm, 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 I'm scared. I'm Ish, you know that thing you were saying about Soboslai about how much PMP he has. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see on Saturday where his PMP compares to the PMP he's going to be up mm. against. Uh, Not saying he has to have the most PMP on the pitch, but I wonder if it's just like we're getting gassed because we're seeing what he's been up against so far, and then suddenly it's Basuma and he's, he's struggling. Or does he keep up? You know, he doesn't need to win the battle, but can he can he mix it? Is what I'm interested in. That I know it's like a cliche, but I do think the game will be kind of one I lost in that in that area. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Klopp kind of does in terms of personnel. Um. I, I don't know if he might even be inclined to go with like a Gakpo for this one, just to kind of create an extra body in midfield and create more of like a kind mm. of box thing, oh, especially as it's a bigger away game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But me personally, I want to see Darwin start. I want to just see him in that foot race with Van der Ven from the start. Can you can you get can you get Romero one v one? You saw in this game on the weekend he he was he was kind of at fault for both their goals, even though the handball was harsh, but. I want to see us try and give Spurs problems because we already know from the Arsenal game they're not going to sit back. They're going to be they're going to be going for us. So, listen, Pete's confident, but I, bro, gunshot for gunshot. What guys not uh, listening, bro? The only thing I will say is the only thing I will say is our attack is clear of this, bro. Yeah, after after Sun, you're looking at Richarlison, Solomon, Brennan Johnson, Kulisevsky. He's not. He's been up and down so far this season. But they're not really, exactly. They're not shooters like like, like what we've got. But what a man say like you know they they got heat over there. But you know we we pack that thing too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we pack that thing too. So let's let's, let's get it cracking. You know what I'm saying I'm ready anyway. It should be a good game. It's got all. The, it should be game of the season so far. It's kind of like the, the two form team part. Now record there is good. Apart from the Wembley game where where Lovren yeah. done his madness yeah. at the Tottenham Stadium, I think we're 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 hundred percent. Yeah, we're hundred percent record there. So listen, Nunes um, and Salah in that first half last season went crazy. Oof. Yeah, we yeah. like a diamond kind of. We like a four four two kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it was Nunes and Salah up top. Nunes made the goal for Salah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even Diaz versus like Pedro Porro. Porro could have a bad day there, like a really bad day. Like he does. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's good going forward, but he's not a good defender. Um, so that's interesting. You know what? Well. You know, I'm slightly scared about though. You know how 
Salah will just come up against these left backs sometimes, and yeah, it doesn't yeah, even have to be the best left back in the world. I've seen Sessignor, I've seen bare random guys that lock yeah, Salah just... up differently. See this Udogi guy, he's a he's serious capable. left back. He's capable. on the ball. I've seen him do inverted traditional left back on mm. the ball, woman on. He could just be one where it's just like Salah, yeah. you ain't seen nothing. It, 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 depends, depends, it, depends, it depends what Locked Salah turns up. 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 So I, I feel like Salah has this ego sometimes where it's like. You're not more athletic than me. And he <laughs> yeah. Consistently, yeah, just yeah, try yeah. and you know go past him. Like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll get in that. Like in, when we face Davis like, in the in, in that friendly, it's like he wanted to outpace him. It was like, bro, you cannot beat. Like, <laughs> you know what it was? Because like, the first one, the first one, he got dusted, and then he tried yeah. to go again. I was like, bro, come on, please. If 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 it's a set of turns up where he's IQ and he's taking one touch and he's just doing combination plays, because I've seen that before. There's one game we I think it might have been against Jamal Lewis, and obviously Lewis he's kind of decent athletically. So then Salah just started taking little touches, just playing it into Firmino, just you know not even get engaged with him physically, and Lewis couldn't hang, handle it. So if Salah just choose to you know invert a little bit maybe wow. or just take less touches, not engage with him physically, he could be he's fine. More do you fine. know where do you know where Salah struggled before? He had three years I think he struggled against Luke Shaw at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Udogi is a very similar build and like the, the the kind of biomechanics are very similar, right? Like Luke Shaw's quite a heavy set, but athletic and quick. You know, yeah. Salah loves any any fullback or defender Salah knows can pin and roll, he's fine with. Yeah. Game over, you're, game you're not pinning and rolling Luke Shaw. You're not pinning and rolling Udogi, right? Like there's lots of other ways to get advantage of him, but it's that thing yeah. you said about like, is he going to be so stubborn to think, nah, I'm I'm an old man in a young man's game and I still want <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where, by the way, guys, I know we touched on it before and it's cracking me up because I want to bring it up again. Let's bypass the fact that we know that Madison is going to turn McAllister, yeah? So when Madison's turned McAllister and now he's, McAllister's, I mean, Madison's got options. What do you want to see our defenders doing and how do you want us to defend against Spurs, who have a very obvious uh, creator? Mm, as long as, you know, I think you got to watch Son's runs. I'm not mm. too worried about Kulisevsky. I think Robertson should be able to deal with Kulisevsky. He's a good creator, don't get me wrong. He's, you know, he's a bit, um, what's it called? He's a bit tricky. But just Son's runs and his movement, you got to be wary of that. Like, he's just sharp, you know. Um, you can get around the, the, the near post very quickly. You gotta watch their movements. Kanata should be fine. Um, you know, in that right half space with Johnson. If you and then just Van Dijk, man, just just be wary of them, them runs from Son. Back in the day, it was easy for him, but we, we obviously we played Tottenham that game where Jota scored that last minute. I think it's because Son got two goals in that in that game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Anfield. yeah, Anfield, yeah. You know, I think it's going to be interesting as well, this game as well, because obviously for the last like years since I can remember now, obviously Spurs have had really pragmatic managers. So when we play them, they usually yeah. kind of tailor-make their game to play Liverpool, which means that they always kind of just give long balls in behind and they kind of just try and turn us and they sit deep. And ever since I remember playing Spurs, that's how I've seen the game being. So this is going to be the first time in how long where they're going to play their own game. I don't think they're going to tailor-make anything to suit us. I think they're just going to play their own game and then we're going to play our own game. And it's essentially just going to be who comes, um, who comes obviously on top in the end. And, and in terms of obviously how we go about it, I think 
if we just obviously stay with our structure and do our own, impose our own strengths on the game, that's what our best bet is going to be essentially because that's how their attacking fullbacks aren't going to be as influential if we're on the front foot the most of the game and we keep possession then I think we should be we should, we should be fine players like Madison they're going to influence the game no matter what because he won't just tr- wait for the game to come to him he goes to the game so he's going to drop yeah. deep he's going to try and dictate things so I think we just need everyone to be alert on the danger men do our thing be be obviously conscious of what's going the other way and yeah I think I think I think we, we'll still win, in my opinion. I think we'll still win. I think worst case scenario would be a draw, but I don't think a draw is the end of the world. What about you guys? What What's your prediction for the game? So Manny's gone for win and at worst a draw. Yeah, it's it's given like three 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 two win Liverpool. I think like yeah, I'll go for three two win Liverpool. Yes. 2 1 Liverpool. Okay. Two, one, Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Actually, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Scratch that. We're getting a clean sheet. 1 0. Late winner. Late. <laughs> seeds are their way in. I see that. Don't ask me how or why. 1 0. Wait. Who gives a cross, man? I've learned to not underestimate Ishi's opinions, man. <laughs> Is, yeah, I'm doing all right this season. I'm doing all right this season. 11, 11 dolls that he puts in in pins in wearing red <laughs> shirt every, every week. Um, I'm actually uh, going, boys, this team's filled me with belief when it comes to goals. I think it's another 3-1 win. Another 3-1. <laughs> I, I think so. I think it's it's a it's a tight game and then we sucker punch and kill the atmosphere in the ground with, with the two a bit later on, I think. Um but let's talk about the last thing. It's a bit, a bit of a long pod. Um, thank you for everyone who's still listening. Um, but, you know, we're in the thick of the season now. We've actually got a game on Wednesday. Uh, and that is us playing against recently relegated Leicester at Anfield. Now, we've seen Liverpool recently win the Carabao Cup the season before last. Um is this one of those where you want to see a similar squad to the Europa? Do you think it's uh, a competition you want us to take seriously? Where are your guys' heads at when it comes to the Carabao? Um, I'm actually going to the game tomorrow, so I hope I see oh, nice. some kind of. <laughs> so well. I, hope, I hope I see some like some decent performances and players and stuff. But yeah, the Carabao team that we put out, I'd like to see something similar to that to be honest, and that should be enough to to beat Leicester. You mean um, the Europa, honest, Europa team? Yeah, Europa team. I, to be honest, like I haven't been watching them too much this season. I know they got a good win against Southampton. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, they've still got they still got a lot of prem players as well. But we should be we should be dealing with them. And I feel like there's a bit of a little rivalry going on between us and them in the last couple of years. Like the Carabao Cup, where Minamino scored the last minute equaliser. There's been a bit of bite between our fans and their fans in recent years. So I'm just hoping that we can just get the win. But you'd expect our second string team with maybe like a couple sprinkles in there maybe like Frank gets 50 60 minutes just to get himself back to fitness but either way i expect i expect us to deal with them quite comfortably like it, it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a penalty shootout kind of thing definitely mm. not i expect us to win that in, in 90 minutes but well yeah we'll see we'll see any any particular players that you guys want to see um is it another grab and birch uh start that you guys want to see also, so. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Elliot, Elliot, I want to see. Um, he's been good in his cameos this season. Graham Birch, like to see. Gakpo, Jota mm. should start as well. 
Um, Kanate probably needs the minutes if he can play as well, um, just to see. You don't really want to throw him straight into a Tottenham game that intense, you know, when he's not really played that many minutes as well. So, Badicic as well. Um, so, yeah, um, I feel like, obviously, you just want to mix it a little bit because, to be fair, Leicester, they might, they might take it a bit serious. You know, they might play, you know, a, a decent team. So, I, well, I wouldn't throw, like, you know, Kwanzaa, Dolk, you might end up being kicked out of the competition, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just fringe players, but then, like, a sprinkle of the guys that who are, like, you know, first teamers who maybe haven't got as much minutes as the others. So, like, your Elliots and your Gapos and your Jotters as well. So, something like that. Yeah. Go on, man. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I'll probably back up what's just been said there. I think in terms of how Klopp actually, like, goes about it, I think he'll maybe put a few more of the... Or maybe a few of the youngsters in. I think Konza would be one to make potentially play only because obviously centre back options and he he did give a good account of himself against Wolves, so it'd be nice to give him more 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 minutes in that case. And um also the, the likes of like your endos and whatnot. I think obviously with Klopp, if he's gonna want this to work, he needs to get these guys up to speed as, as soon as possible. So the minutes that these guys can play against obviously just kind of established opposition the better it will mean for us in terms of going forward. So, yeah, as many of the fringe players as possible. Um, and, yeah, I don't obviously... I want to take the competition seriously. We can't turn our nose up at trophies. So, I think we should try and go as far as possible. And, yeah, hopefully our fringe players can get us there. I, I think we're actually kind of headed towards a place where you guys were saying about it's important to have minutes in the legs with our players. I think that there are so many matches when you add up what you can play in the Europa, the uh, Carabao and the FA Cup when it comes in. There's enough chance. I think Arsenal were a big lesson last season in when you don't play your fringe players, they come in cold and you can't mm. depend on them. Exactly. Someone like Tommy, Tommy Asu didn't play enough, cost them the game at the Emirates with, with that poor switch off to De Bruyne. Someone like Fabio Vieira, Vieira couldn't come on and affect games because he looks so off the pace. I think it's really good that we will have players who are match sharp such that if a natural injury happens to a, a Diaz, a, a Sabozlai, obviously we all hope not, but the likes of Gravenberch will be coming in having played, you know, five, ten matches by the time they come into the team as a permanent fixture. So I actually think these competitions with a consistent team, even if it's rotated, I want the same players playing kind of thing. I think I think that's a healthy approach. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, 100%. Get everyone primed. Uh, and then at least, you know, whoever comes into the team, you know what you're going to get from them at this stage of the, of the season, you know, in terms of their their athleticism and, and, and how fit they are. So, yeah, I think try to get everyone as involved as possible. And yeah, I'm, I'm always excited to see what these guys can do at the moment. It's really exciting. Yeah, man. And um, I think that's covered everything. Oh, the last thing, we can give it a minute. Congratulations, <laughs> Costa Simicas, on your new contract at Liverpool Football Club. Pete, come on, cut, cut with me, Pete. Bring him up. Bring him come on. <laughs> I'd like to confirm to our listeners that he has not clapped. He didn't move, man. They're not moving once. <laughs> they're the I'm not moved. Screaming frozen. That's how unimpressed <laughs> Yo, I am not moved. I am not moved. Um, I mean, I think we're doing it so that we can sell him next year with a good for a good price, right? So his resale value is 
is that a good price? Because his contract is nearly is nearly up. That's, that's what my suggestion would be. It's what's, not because what's a good price. What's a good price for Simicas? Fifteen million. That's a profit. Then we bought him for twelve. Yeah, profit, yes, about. Yeah, fifteen million. Well, there's not has he has like. I can't. What, what can you really say that he's really, you know, increased his price? Like you can't twenty twenty five million. I, I don't think that's. Mark Edwards should get twenty five more. Edwards would have got. I reckon Edwards got that in him. He could have got a lot from him. I don't know. It's just playing for Liverpool back in the day. You should just put twenty mil on your price tag off the bat. I don't, I, how old is he? Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So no. he's in his prime, you know what I mean? Like he's he's had some Champions League games, you know. But like, you if he if he sold him right after he scored that winning penalty, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was high. Yeah, yeah. Then, you, then hey. you'll get to five, that was yeah. in like March. That's the funniest <laughs> bit. That was two seasons ago. Window was open. Is that selling? Yeah, <laughs> bro. If you saw them, they hey, stocks were all time high. Yeah, yeah they were high, bro. All time high. But yeah, um, I like. Do you know what? Though? In I don't want to say I don't want to say this disrespectfully, but you do need players like him in the squad who are just kind of they're just grateful Happy. to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro, he he loves it, bro. He Greek loves it. Yeah, like Greek you're not gonna you're not gonna he, he's not gonna chop any serious minutes for us, but he's not gonna be uh, a problem. He's good makes a Salah as well. Like, gonna Salah had Salah had Lovren before. He always got a little sideband with him to go did drink espressos with. Like, did you see? That's all it is. I was gonna say, did you see what um, Simica said um in the interview? He was like, um, oh, I'm really close to Mo. Like I was speaking him to him a lot, and he he encouraged me to stay and sign the contract. It would be yeah. the best for my career. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this one is cutting. This one is cutting the like, why, why is my name dropping? Why is my name dropping Salah, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the, the key stakeholders are are trying to make sure he's in the. The thing is with him is that he is. I would say he's definitely good enough to be a Premier League defender, but he doesn't fit the system that we're trying to play now. And mm. so where where does he fit in? He's, he can't play left centre back because he's not comfortable in the first phases. Um, he's good at just whipping a ball, whipping that you know, whipping that crossing. That's his best attribute is you know having that that, that crossing his artillery. But he doesn't fit that left centre back role. So it's kind of you're just kind of stuck there, like with just a player who's happy to be on the bench, but he doesn't really fit a system. So just there, isn't it? It's just there. Yeah, just in case we go back to the old ways. <laughs> every now and then. He's just there. Like, he's just there. He's happy. I guess he's happy. What is just, it's just right. He, he's got that squad harmony. He's, he's happy to, to, to accept that place. So, yeah, that's the best thing. Cool, man. Um, boys, it's been fun, man. I feel like I've talked, I've uncovered all of my Liverpool thoughts that I've had throughout the week. So, I'm super grateful that we've been able to do that. Everyone, I did not promote all of the stuff that we are doing on the Cop End Pod. We have got post-matches. We have got the wars going on on the FPL. We we want to make sure that you're there-ish. You're going to be there on Anfield. So I would be hoping next week, whether it's on Cop End Carnage or the pod, you're reporting back about the atmosphere. And, uh, you know... I will be there. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Let's see, let's see if you get labelled one of the day trippers, right? And all of that stuff that, that gets talked about. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thank you very much, everyone. Make sure you catch us throughout the week and we will see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.